Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Coach Zach. Espinoza. There you go. And <laughs> Coach Brandy Mead. Hi, everybody. You weren't on the last episode, no. but I, I, last episode, I realized I always say Coach Zach and Coach Zach. And then I'm always like JC Duncan, Brandy Mead. But I never like say Zach's last name. And we figured there are probably some, you know, ladies out there, some fans, <laughs> some of our fan base that want to look him up. They want to know who, who he is. That's so right. I had to throw his, his last name in there. And then I asked him for his Instagram handle and he wouldn't give it. So yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> that's where he draws the line. Um, all right, guys, today we are talking about your relationship with food. So do you have a healthy relationship with food? Um, is it unhealthy? How do you look at food? Do you look at it as the enemy or do you look at it as something that's nourishing your body? So we want to talk around that um, and all the things that go with it. But want to give a shout out to a client of the week first. So this is somebody that I realize has been here for about a year. We've never given them a shout out. Um, and they're just an awesome client. So Naraja Patel, um, she was a referral from Haley and Troy Freeman. That was her connection to us. And she came in um, and I remember like meeting with her for the first time and ever since it's just been like an absolute pleasure to to have her here. Um, she's one of those, she's one of those clients that like never causes you any problem whatsoever, easy to work with, really takes to heart everything that you you tell her. Um, and so whether she struggles with it or not, it's like she's always taking it to heart and wanting to wanting to do better. So um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say, but but we love having her here. Yeah, she just has like a great attitude every single time. Like just one of the clients, usually that tends to be the people we've like kind of discussed, but it's just like awesome attitude, super happy to be here, wants to work hard, gets along great with pretty much everybody, like super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Just one thing to add to that. It's like, she's always smiling. And there was a moment yesterday where it was, I was training her and she was working out with another female and they were both on the skier for their finisher. And Naraja was coaching the other female on the skier, like how to go faster, how to increase her watts on the skier. And I was like, loving that and like mm -hmm. totally encouraging her and um, giving her tips there on how she was able to improve. So I yeah. love to see that. This is off topic, but it's kind of like, Naraja has one of those walks. You ever see, you ever pick up on people that walk and their walk is like super peaceful? No, you ever, <laughs> I can see how just her, her like energy yeah. is very like peaceful. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's very peaceful. Like Diana Sullivan has like mm -hmm. the same thing, right? It's not necessarily like their their style of like their gait, but it's just like how yeah. somebody walks. Like it's very um, just peaceful. I don't know how to how to describe it. So I would anyway. agree. Um, all right. Well, shout out to to <laughs> Naraja. Um, all right, guys. Let's let's dive into this this. I guess major issue that totally depresses me when people have a negative relationship with food 
um, and they have struggled with it for decades, mm -hmm. decades. I mean, you know, I meet with people that are in their 60s and it's like they have had a negative relationship with food that they have to eat every single day to survive. And they've had this mindset that it's the enemy since they were 20 years old or something. Right. So I guess, you know, maybe that comes down to how their parents approach things. Maybe they like hit puberty and, you know, started to get a little chubby or still had baby fat and other, you know, of their friends started to lose it or they weren't as athletic. So they didn't get as much activity. Like there's a bunch of different psychological issues that we could, or triggers, I guess, that we could like analyze and break down that would cause somebody to, to just like think of food in the wrong way. And I'm guessing that it's probably more common with females just because of like the societal pressure. Um, but I think with, in my experience with males, it might be like the symptom or the result is different of how they look at things or how it in, impacts them. But neither men or women for the most part, like have a really good, like healthy relationship with food, which is sad. It is sad. I, th I think, you know, it's one of the things in doing nutrition coaching with our members, I hear all the time, something that has been instilled in, in our, in, in people since they were little kids and, you know, maybe how their parents talked about food or how food was treated as they were growing up in the, f in the home. Um, or, you know, I think nowadays it's even more challenging for i'll just say for for young people in general um especially with social media with filters and you know with um, body image and um how how things are perceived online through social media i think um, create some additional challenges that maybe weren't there before. So I don't think it's going to be an issue that's going away. I think it will continue to um, to be a challenge and a struggle for people. And it's really too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, especially those people we talk about who is like it's been like a lifelong like battle is usually like they just like food is viewed as like the obstacle of like what they have to like figure out and like get past as opposed to it just being like food has to be like the tool to get you to where you want to be as opposed to like something you have to like figure out and get past because if you join the gym and like if you want like oh like as a male because it is i would agree it's far less prevalent in males but like if you're a male like your goal is primarily like to put on muscle and if you just go in the gym like that helps but at a certain point you have to understand and accept that like the food is the tool to get you to that goal that's just like a more positive like path because it's like, oh, I want to get to this positive result. So I have to do this with the food, whether it's like how you eat or how much you eat versus like, I think it's really far more common, obviously just be like, oh, if I want to lose body fat, it's like, oh, I have to try to figure out this food. Or even if it's not like lose body fat, but just like look better and feel better. It's like always just like battling, trying to figure out your food as opposed to just being like, okay, how, like how, how eliminate it. Right. Yeah. And like, how can I use this to help me as opposed to just like, something I'm fighting all the time. That's fascinating. Like that is such an amazing perspective that I've never thought about before. So like to recap that you're saying for most men, like the thing that they're trying to accomplish is a positive. So then they look at like, I need food to help me get to that point. Like I need more of it. I have mm -hmm. to have the right things. Yeah. 
where, and it's a gain perspective, where for females a lot of the time, it's like, I need less. So how do I like start cutting things out of my diet in order to lose? Right. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. and just like females, like they would need the same things, of course. Like objectively, everybody understands that you need muscle, but it is just like we things we talked about, like from a female perspective, it's just not as simple to be like, oh, well, I wanna build muscle because then we like get into other like problems with like how do we view like building muscle and stuff like that. So it's just usually tends to not be as clear cut versus like every male that like goes to the gym and wants to work out, right? His goal is to get more muscle. Of course they wanna like lose body fat and things like that, but like it always is like, put on some skeletal muscle. So it's just a simpler path and it just doesn't require as much re-education as it does usually on like a female perspective. Well, and I remember when I I was a teenager, right? Like it was it was almost there, like there was some pride in the amount of food that you can eat, right? Yeah. Like, you, like you turn like 12, 13, 14 and you're just like, you're growing and you're just like, man, I'm gonna eat everything. And everybody's like, I can't believe how much he can uh -huh. eat, right? And you're like, yeah, that's right. Like, hey, look how much I can eat. Not the same with right. young girls, I'm imagining. Right, I think it's it, it's the opposite. It's how little can you eat to try and shrink yourself and be small. I think that's like what females hear through social media, through marketing, through diet. You know, you hear diet advertisements on um, TV or through social media, um, and it's all about shrinking yourself and eating less, which is you know not what someone should be doing if they're wanting to, you know, get healthier and be fitter. They should be you know eating more and eating the right things to support their goals, just like, you know, males should be. And I'm probably, I'm imagining that th there's probably a couple of decades of, um, of transition in how our food was like produced that, that people were impacted by this. So like at, at one point, obesity was pretty much non-existent, right? Most people had pretty physically active lifestyles, whether with work or not with work, they were just active, right? They, the food quality was much higher and probably not as, um, not as like readily available, right? You can just have like boxes and boxes of various things yeah. like we do now. And so I'm imagining as we kind of hit this this like revolution in our grocery store, right? With mass produced things, processed foods, probably these parents were starting to see things in their kids that they, that hadn't ever been a problem before. And now they're like, why are my kids getting chubby? Right? Um, because the, the processed food thing happened before obesity happened, right? Mm -hmm. It went in that order. So they're probably like, oh, they're eating too much. They weren't thinking like, oh, this is really bad for you. They were just like, oh, you're eating too much. So to imagine there's several decades of how that like evolved from parents going like, you need to eat less, you need to eat less, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to thinking like, oh, maybe we, sh maybe this isn't healthy because they probably didn't know at the time. Right, right, right. All the processed food. And then I think along with that too, like the fast food options that we have and just more kind and of, more abundant. right, yeah. are exactly. And, and then, um, you know, I think kids are less active as well. I know many schools like cut PE programs out of the budget. And so we have, um, you know, processed food, more fast food, and then less active, less activity. Yeah. So that's not a good combination. Right. So, so you know, that is, 
I think I think naturally we're kind of talking about younger generation, right? Like formative years, um, because that plays such an essential role or makes such an impact on how somebody their what their perspective is going to be their whole entire life, yeah. right? So now we're working with people that are 40, 50, 60 years old and that like messed them up, man. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like their whole entire life, they've been on a diet or been concerned about like, oh, if I eat that, I'm going to gain a pound or two pounds. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to be ugly. Like, yeah. Right. And it, it just stuck with them. I got to imagine that's exhausting. Yeah. And just the stress, like, obviously we talked about how you have to eat and how much you have to eat. And like the, if your relationship is constantly like dreading what you have to eat, how much you have to eat, what it's going to do to you if you eat this and stuff like that. You're just like, you're just loading your body of stress and mo over and over and over again on top of all the other things that might not be like great for you. And it's just like, it does just set you up for failure as far as like perspective and attitude towards food and eating the whole time just because like it shouldn't be something like if when you were a kid, like you didn't like dread having to like eat whatever food and obviously like there's different metabolic factors when you're a kid but like the point is just like how you view it and your relationship towards it it was never something that you had to like worry about and stress about so it's just the idea of like having to maintain that for like decades you're like yeah you are like you've spent the last 20 years with a certain perspective it's gonna be really hard to like grasp and understand hey like pretty much everything we've been doing like it's you're have the reverse perspective as in the wrong attitude towards as you need. Right. And I think, I think when we restrict things, it's like, there's something in human nature that wants it more too. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. when you're like, Oh, this, you know, you can't eat this. Then when you do eat it, you're, you like one feel guilty, but then you way overdo it because it's right. like the scarcity thing mm -hmm. right which is probably just like ingrained in us from a survival standpoint of like oh once i get my hands on that like i'm gonna have as much of it as possible because i'm not gonna get it again for who knows how long right but then somebody does has that like binge behavior and then they're probably like oh i'm such a you know pathetic weak person <laughs> i can't believe i let myself do that and then they go back to like now wanting to restrict things again oh i gotta make up for that or they're like well screw it i can't get my act together so i'm just gonna eat all of it right, right? and just eat more of it yeah and like in a certain sense the more rigid you are like on like food like that it does just open the door for like when you do like have whatever that might not be great you're just gonna overload it because like if you looked on a weekly schedule and you like were somebody who loved wh whatever it's like a small like snack of something that isn't healthy in, in if you had one per, like one strategy where you're like I'm not gonna eat any of that like it's gonna be like a flawless diet and then like on Saturday or whatever you'll like allow your that that'll be a day where you could have it you're not just gonna have one of that like snack or whatever just because like you've waited for it like all this time versus like if you were somebody who like that same like snack or whatever you decided like monday wednesday friday like you were gonna have like just in a small dose then it's like we don't build all of this like need for it and it just creates this like it you can dose it and like frequently but it's just a tiny volume to where you like keep your sanity you're still eating things that you enjoy and versus somebody who's just like the relationship they've built 
is like, oh, I just have to suffer and do this for the first five out of seven days. And then I can like finally like enjoy myself as opposed to just like enjoying your your food and every like your whole week as opposed to just like waiting and waiting and waiting till you can finally have that thing because then we like we know like everybody's just gonna go way overboard and butcher what they did the previous five days yeah it's you know i think if you're building in those those healthy habits and trying to have a healthy relationship with food it shouldn't be restrictive and you should be able to eat things that you enjoy um, if you're going for those you know healthier choices Um, building in those healthy habits, not restricting things. It is, you know, it's very doable to build those habits into your daily routine and then have those things that you do enjoy from time to time and not not in a way that you're, you know, like completely binging on something and then feel like you're out of control and then, you know, one, one, meal leads to the next and then you feel really guilty and then that starts to set in and then you go into a restrictive um, cycle. It seems like there is this cycle that I know people kind of fall into where they feel like they have this very negative relationship with food and it's really hard to get out of it. But but it's possible to reset your habits and your routine so that you can have that healthy relationship with food and and food can, you know, really fuel you and help you make you feel better, um, you know, and healthier. I I would say that it's probably safe to assume that a certain population uh, percentage of the population has a predisposition to sugar addiction. Mm. Sugar addiction is like they say that sugar is more um, addictive than like crack cocaine. Yeah. Um, there's percentages of the population that's like, hey, they can drink alcohol and they can do it in moderation. It doesn't impact them. Right. right. And then there's percentage of the population that's like they have one drink and they can't stop. Right. Like they're they're alcoholics. I would think it's safe to assume that the same type of thing exists around sugar as yeah. well. Right. And so um, there could definitely be some factors from like you know, it could be somewhat nurture versus nature, things Mm -hmm. that happened in their formative years that made it like, oh, this is, you know, something that's scarce and and you have that that type of behavior. Um, But I think it's probably also for some people, they eat sugar and it's like they have one bite of sugar and it's like trying to break an addiction the same way like an alcoholic would have one drink and then they can't stop. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think just like going back to like the food like it should I don't think it should be hard outside of like the breaking that initial like having a new plan or a new habit or what have you like just like on a day-to-day weekly basis like it shouldn't be a struggle like as far as like your daily like food intake and it shouldn't be something that you have to like really struggle with and push yourself to stay strict and like regimen on because like if I just can like look at myself like the way like I like choose to eat, it allows like a certain, um, like because there's enough like discipline within like on a weekly like scope, if you look at it on like an individual meal basis, there's so much more like freedom as far as like if somebody wants to like go out and like eat whatever, there is no like internal conflict of like debating whether I can like tolerate this just because like it it's not like if I, if every single day I was so worried about like everything has to be like flawless, then it would be like, I would have to really like weigh the options of it's something that's really hard. And I think a lot of people 
they're so concerned with it being like perfect and doing the best they possibly can that it just on like in a longevity standpoint it makes it harder just because you're constantly having to worry and debate whether it's like something you should go and eat and what's going to happen if you do just because we lack the like the immediate discipline to like apply that like that schedule and that that whatever is on a weekly or daily basis that it just it opens a door to it being so much more difficult to hold and to maintain for a long period of time and that's why you see everybody like hops on these things that are short term because it's like really really hard for them to do but they think they're like making this huge whatever like progress in such a short period of time yeah and i like i would urge people to stop thinking about like what can i take away from this to make it healthier and shift your thinking to like what can i add mm -hmm. to this that's going to make it healthier for me yeah right so so like you can take something really simple like a bowl of oatmeal right okay what can i add to this that's going to going to like make it that much better for me add some cinnamon right like add some berries to it there are things like simple things right that we can add and when i i would hope that by thinking that way we can start having a positive relationship with food instead of thinking like oh i need to t start taking stuff yeah. away from this yeah, and that's usually what I would like advise somebody who's looking to like drastically change their food. Like even if it's not like on a meal to meal basis, like people are always worried about what they like should or shouldn't eat then. And instead of like worrying about removing all of these things that you enjoy that might not be very healthy, like if you just like choose to inject healthier things into your diet and not even worry about removing things yet, like as just a byproduct, you're gonna ultimately end up like not wanting those things as much and just reducing the volume and it's just a simpler and better way to look at it as opposed to trying to like oh i have to remove all these things i love you're just like i'm introducing these things that i don't normally eat that are healthier and then you just learn to love those things too and it doesn't have to be something where you're like removing these important things that are like a staple in your normal life yeah that's exactly right because if you're eating things that are a little bit healthier and you start to build those healthy habits then you're not going to be as hungry and wanting to reach for those snacks um, that you might normally have done uh, reach for before because you're full on the healthier food yeah yeah um Real quick, Brandy, just I want to wrap up here, but just walk everybody through like how we do our nutrition. I know we've done episodes on it, but like our nutrition coaching program, just give them like a 30 second recap. Sure. It's a habit based approach to nutrition. It's simple. It's not diet. It's not restrictive. It's coming in, building healthy habits to help sustain your nutrition throughout the day. Start with um, as soon as you wake up in the morning, like the first thing that you do, and then we build the day with you, um, adding in those healthy habits throughout the day. And it's just a really easy approach to help get you through the day um, in a way that makes you feel great. Yeah, and then you don't even have to really think about like cut this out, add this in. Right. It's more of just like, this is how I'm supposed to structure my day around exactly food. yeah and building those habits in so that they become second nature and then once we're done with the nutrition coaching um, it's something that you it, have developed those habits you can sustain it on your own um, and can continue to make progress and we only focus on one thing a week so right. it's not daunting right? right it's like oh for for breakfast we want you to have one of these five options that's easy and go to Yep. How simple is that, right? And that's the only thing you're focusing on that week. Exactly. Right. It, it's easy. 
Yeah. So guys, if you've been struggling with nutrition for five minutes, right? <laughs> or five decades, there's no reason for that. I mean, like nutrition should be there to provide nutrients to our body. It's really that straightforward. Um, and you know, it's unfortunate that this problem exists, that it's been created by society, but there is a, a way for you to stop struggling with it. So just come talk to us and we're happy to line everything out for you. Say, here are the steps. And then you just have to trust the process. I'm sure people have heard that a thousand times, right? right? Trust the process. But really like the way we structure things is years of trial and error on our part, right? And understanding the psychology around how people look at nutrition and the things they struggle with. So we're here to help guys. Um, don't look at food as the enemy because it's not, we need it. We'll be back next week with more great stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.